Well, welcome back everyone to Soul Back. Kyle here back with Tom and Ed. Another episode and guys, I'm really excited about this one here. But before we do that, I got to check in with you guys, a wellness check. How are you guys doing this <laughs> week? <laughs> I was waiting for Tom to go first. He's the one so with like humans <laughs> because you got humans to take care of. <laughs> I'm holding up all right. I'm a little tired. Baby's been waking up at like 5.30. I'm Yo holding boy. up all right, though. Nothing can stop me from getting with my boys to break down R&B music. Love mm. it. Um, we're live on YouTube now. Tom, you're, you're looking after the comments, right? I'm on Instagram looking after the comments. Okay, you want to give a couple of shout-outs? I, I think we have people coming in right now. I see Sha- our boy Shaquille Perry in the house. I see Pretty Convincing in the house. Um, anyone who's listening to this after the after the fact that we recorded it live, feel free to join us Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Join us in the conversation live. Uh, so if you hear us referencing stuff, we're just interacting with our, our family who joined us live for it. Awesome. Well, um, let's let's do a quick recap of uh, what what we ended up with last week on our podcast. We were kind of talking about legends in R&B that you know, debuted in the 2000s, but I really want to take this to a grander and larger scale and talk about R&B legends in general. Um, the thing, Ed, though, is that artists that came from, like, the early 90s, like the Jodeci's, the Mary J. Blige, the TLC's, I think by default they're legends because they were the trendsetters. So I really want to close in on that gap and talk about, like, maybe 1995 onwards. Because those artists were, were 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 influenced by the Jodeci's and the Marys and the TLCs, and I think that creates a better discussion. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. And before we get started on this conversation about legends, I mean, I just want to put it out there. I know we all have personal descriptions and thoughts about what a legend is, but for your boy, for me, what makes a legend is an artist that has a top shelf catalog of longevity and influence you have to have several i'm not going to put a number some people say oh you have to have five classics that's let's not do that Hmm. but you have to have a consistent catalog of greatness you have to have a lot of a consistent long spanning career anybody that came out in 2016 ain't a legend i'm sorry but you also have to have influence you have to be an artist that has influenced the genre that's why a lot of our we had this conversation in Soul and Serial Cypher last week, and Lord knows it blew up. Mm. But one thing that you have to keep in mind is there is a younger set. It was like, oh, you think everybody from the 90s is a legend. No, it's easier to be a legend when you've had a 20- and 30-year career as opposed to someone who has had like a six-year career. Mm. So you got to factor in longevity as well. So put all that in there, and that's why once we hit that sweet spot of 95 or so, that's a good time frame of measuring someone's career because we've seen their highs, their lows, them come up, and how they've influenced the game. Tom. I, I, I would just ahead. add, it seemed like it was a lot easier to be a legend in the 90s mm-hmm. because R&B was crossing over to pop, so it made it seem like people were much bigger than they are maybe now. So I feel like some of the uh, 2000s artists might not be looked at in the same light, which makes it harder to classify them. So for me, I'll just say my criteria is if you have at least one or two classics, if you've released at least three albums and you've had some type of influence and maybe even contributed in some other areas, songwriting, producing or something like that, that for me does it. You can't can't really have bad albums. Every album has to be at least solid. Mm. So that's kind of where I cut it off. Another a requirement a requirement of mine I would say is an artist has to go on a run, like it has to be a memorable certain number of years that the artist put out music. You know, if you're out here putting out like ten albums and no one remembers like eight of them, I can't really say you're a legend. But the other thing I'll say is this: is there is a lot of confusion on social media on R&B legend versus R&B veteran. I know you guys have seen that as well. R&B old people? (laughs) Yes. I think we're talking about three different things. And again, this is your boy's personal opinion on this. You've got an R&B legend. An R&B legend falls into the category that we talked about earlier. They have a long career, very consistent, 
very memorable albums to Thomas Point. A lot easier for 90s artists because they had that top charting success, something that's a lot harder for artists to do now. So that's kind of a harder measurement. But to me, that's a, a legend, someone who has influenced R&B. Then you got an R&B veteran. That's someone who has been around a long time, someone who has been in a game a minute, but doesn't have the catalog and they don't have the kind of well-known hits to back them up. That's a veteran, not so much a legend. We're going to see some of that clashing today because I bet mm-hmm. I'm going to call a lot of people veterans that y'all consider legends. <laughs> and then third is a musical icon. That, to me, supersedes all of them. And an icon, to me, also transcends genres. So mm-hmm. the, the example I use on the cipher, Key Sweat, R&B legend. I don't think anybody here would argue that. But Prince is a musical icon. No, just get just get it. <laughs> I'm just coming get. for that mic. But a Prince is a musical icon because he transcends genres, it's influenced stuff across the board. Those are the three categories for me. I, I, guys, real quick, I gotta acknowledge some of these comments on Instagram. Our boy Shaquille Perry wants to know if we consider Brandy a legend. I think that's obvious. I see Monica's name has come up a bunch of times. We'll probably get into that one later on. Yep. I see Lauren Hill. I think we're all on the same page. I don't even consider Lauren Hill really an R&B artist, although she did sing on her album. I mean, it kind of fluctuates between genres, in my opinion. We can maybe discuss that one. Yeah. Um, and then there's a few other names, but I just want to acknowledge what I'm reading here. Yeah, so I would say that off the top, I'm just going to mention a couple of names that we won't be talking about just because I think it's universally acknowledged that they're legends. Or maybe one of you guys can correct me, but Joe C, <laughs> Boys to Men, New Edition, Keith Sweat, uh, Mariah Carey, Mary J. Blige, Whitney Houston. Uh, am I missing any right now? Tony Braxton. The- Tony Braxton. Tony Braxton, yeah. TLC. Uh... So I, mean, those that, I don't know if you yeah, guys I are. You I don't know if SWV is debatable or not, but I would certainly consider mm-hmm. them up there as well because I thought they were the. Well, maybe that's a debatable one. We that, can debate that one. Yeah, so that 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 one I think is. Uh, I personally think they are, but again, a debatable one. Um, so let's just get those out of the way, and then Tom, you threw out a couple of names last week that I think are also. I think we can all agree on those ones, which were I believe Alicia Keys. Jill yeah, Scott. so yeah, let me give some context. Last week yeah. we had discussed if any artists from the 2000s who came out in the 2000s warranted being considered a legend yet, and I named Alicia Keys, Music Soul Child, and Jill Scott are, are three who would deserve consideration. I've since thought of some others who I'll bring up later, yeah. but just so you guys know, that was where this uh, discussion kind of birthed from, and we'll get into it. Uh, and then before we even get started, uh, someone wanted to ask the status of Jeremiah. He's actually out of ICU now. Apparently he's doing much better. So he's just recovering at the hospital, but uh, uh, I think he's going to make a quick, maybe not quick, but he will recover. Cross, uh, fingers crossed. But um, these, these comments are going nuts. This is, this is pretty funny. I mean, this is, it's a dangerous people are gonna topic. Be, people are going to be pissed if we don't name Aaliyah. Ed, Ed, what happened in your cipher recently um, when some people were, were debating stuff like this? Oh, boy. It's the same thing that we're seeing here. And I think I think it was you that made this point. It was actually pretty um, on target. People take these really personally because when we talk about legends to me, you know, I'm a reviewer. I always remove myself from all of this, even when we joke about Keith or whatever. It's to me, I'm removed from whatever I'm looking at. But for a lot of people. These artists that we're talking about are huge parts of their who they are yeah. and their music. So when you say that your favorite isn't a legend, it's like just like tearing down the credibility <laughs> of all that you love in music. Mm-hmm. So people got all in their feelings. I mean, it just started with um, I mentioned Alicia Keys. To me, I think between the three of us, we agree that she's a legend. I think I swear I think that she's a yeah. legend. But yeah. Lots of people had arguments that she was not, and it quickly turned into a food fight. So Mm. I'm sure we'll get a little bit of that today, but people take this really seriously because the artists that you have come to love and respect and grow up on might not be seen in the same light among other people. And that's why these conversations can be fun. 
But it's also the reason y'all just don't need to take it so seriously. Calm down. And stop buying up all the toilet paper. Play, I went to Target. I'm getting (laughs) off Target and I'm hot. Went to Target and y'all buying up toilet paper. Put your mask Mm. on and stop. Can I just make one suggestion, guys? Since there's literally hundreds of names we can discuss, let's try to make the commentary relatively quick so we can kind of rifle through some of these names and get to all of them and not have to leave people out. All right. Um, I'll, I'll start off with this one mm-hmm. because um, someone mentioned SWV, um, Escape. A lot of people love Escape and Vogue, another great female R&B group. Out of those three, which ones would you consider consider a legend or a legendary group? That's a tough one um, for me. And here's also where it gets tricky because, again, we're talking about legendary as opposed to successful or veterans of the three i think swv is a shoe in Mm. i would call them legends escape probably not i love them probably not legends in vogue i'm on the fence and i know that i'm not the biggest in vogue fan i think they're incredible of the three they're the best vocalists of those three that we named by far but to me, yeah. and they've had their big success, but it's really been hit and miss when you look at it overall. So legendary feels a little funny. I'm on the fence with them, but definitely no for Escape, yes for SW. That's I, per- I personally feel like if Invoke had continued after the Funky Divas album, I mean, EV3, I think a lot of people love as well, but I think they just needed like one or two more really solid body of works. And maybe that could have catapulted them to legendary status. I feel like their run, even though it was a magnificent run, a huge run, I just felt like it wasn't long enough. I felt like they needed one or two more to really be and in the conversation. I agree with that. And I know people will argue that they did have a long run. They were throughout the 90s, and they sure. were. But they had that huge run at the beginning. After that, it was a little hit or miss due to some situations, some out of their control, some in their control. I love them. I think that these are ones that we consider veterans. Wouldn't quite put them as legends. Yeah. It's a shame, too, because they had some great music. No, uh, no question. Destiny's Child. <laughs> Forgot about them. Um, they had a significant impact. They did. I mean, yeah. in my opinion, I wouldn't necessarily call any of their albums classics, although you guys would debate me on that, but... Uh. Didn't someone on here say that one of their albums was like the best of the 2000s era? Wasn't that you? Oh, it was, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, it was. <laughs> like, what? It wasn't me. All right, here, um, here's my thing. I cannot go on record as saying that Destiny's Child has made better music than SWV. I just can't. So that's kind of where the line is drawn for me. And I guess I kind of put them somewhere between in vogue and an SWV, whether that makes them a legend or not, I don't know. Well, certainly they're celebrities. Well, and that's that's my point, Tom. Is like their biggest hits, like "Jumpin' Jumpin'," "Bugaboo," "Say My Name." Those, I wouldn't say those are traditional R and B records. They crossed over to pop, bills, yeah. bills, bills as well. So, I don't know. You, you can't really compare that to like "Week" or "Rain." Yeah, it's different eras of R and B, but. I don't know, like, they crossed over as well, so it's expected that they have poppier songs, but, and Survivor as well, another poppy song. It looks like the comments are saying they are legends, FYI. Uh, I saw Damon pretty convincing Shaquille Perry um, agreeing that they are legends. Ed? I think they're weird because when I think back on them, from the roster changes to the sound changes... And again, like you can't really compare them to like an SWV because it's almost like a different generation almost kind of moving away from that. When you look at the criteria, at least my criteria, it seems like they are. It just seems weird to call them that because even though I guess if you look at their run, they did have a long run but and they had a successful run. But the roster changes and the sound changes, it just is a weird inconsistency, not with success, but it's in their sound. So it almost feels like different Destiny's Child instead of, you know, SWV is SWV. Escape is Escape. Destiny's Child feels like three or four different pieces that you're trying to put together. 
I would hesitantly call them legends, but I feel weird about it. I could definitely argue against that. Well, and I don't want to harp on Destiny Child for too long, but what would be their classic R&B songs that you would say came from their catalog? Like, Say My Name for sure. You could which argue... I, which, which I don't even think is really an R&B song, if we're really going to sure. classify it. Um, the No, No, No record, maybe, because that was huge. But aside from those two, what would you consider to be their classic R&B record? I mean, all of the poppy singles from the second album are, main, are the main ones. That one in the Bills. And like when you think of Destiny's Child, what songs come to mind? Those songs from that second album that really helped define kind of their sound going forward. And going into the next decade, they kind of helped that early 2000s R&B slash pop sound. They were kind of the, I wouldn't say they pioneered it, but they were definitely at the forefront of that. So I can't take that away from them. I have no problem calling them that, but it does feel very strange. Here's a comment I want to acknowledge from, from Ed's boy, Damon, saying SWV aren't because they didn't have consistent hits after the first album. See, that's another thing, and, and maybe another topic for another time, but to me, if a song is a hit or not, shouldn't classify if it's considered good. I mean, SWV has plenty of good songs on their second and third albums and their fourth and fifth. So just because they didn't blow up on radio, I, I'm not going to penalize them for that. I mean, there's other politics involved. Yeah, but like on the flip side of that, I'm also not going to be like, if I say so-and-so is a legend and someone says, well, give me seven songs, it's, give me seven classics. Like, again, it doesn't always fit like that because there's no checklist. If it was, it would be pretty easy to just yeah. mark stuff off. So it's subjective, y'all. It depends on what your list is and what your qualifications yeah. are. See, like, Pretty Convincing mentioned Bootylicious. Someone else mentioned Independent Woman. Like, big hits, but I wouldn't say classic R&B songs. Independent Woman was, was kind of big for us. I'll give them that one. Okay. Maybe not Bootylicious, but that one I'll give them. All right, let's let's uh, let's skip on ahead here. I've got a cast of male R&B groups here. Let's All touch right. on these. Tom, you'll love this one. This is your era right here. Oh. And we talk about this, like, every other week. Jagged Edge, 112, Drew Hill, Next, Blackstreet. Let's go with those five. And Silk. we got to mention Silk. All six legends. Next really? question. Next question. Oh, wow. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> Next um, question. Let's see. The only ones... Sorry, Tom, I can't give it to Next. Well, Next, I mean, RL, you know, is my friend. But, I, I mean, even he would probably admit their second and third albums were a bit inconsistent, and obviously they haven't released anything past then as far as albums. So it'll be tough to give them that. You know, the third album was rushed a bit with the label change, but... But their debut is really I good. I love their debut album. Yeah, their debut and, is really and good. And I love oh, RL's contributions to songwriting outside of Nick. So, I mean, I can't say, I, I can't say they're a legend, but, you know, it is what it is. Now, yeah, they had their first one is the one that counts their claim to fame. I can't do next. I'm trying to be an unbiased reviewer. <laughs> Trying to be unbiased, but <laughs> well, if you I'm want on my the fence with real silk. quick, I'm Drew Hill. Drew Hill silk. is not either, really, in my opinion. Yeah. To me, they have one classic. I, I, oh yeah, I, we didn't get to Drew. Drew, Drew is another conversation. Drew and Silk are kind of on that line for me. I just the great. I, they have great albums and great. Well, first let's take Silk because Drew definitely had more mainstream success. I feel like Silk has always been runner up, and I hate it because my boys are so great. Yeah. I mean, their third and first albums alone should put them up there. But they just didn't get the mainstream appeal when we talk about influence and kind of helping to shape a genre. So I don't know if I can call them legends. Veterans, yes. Legends, I don't I think know. it's Even an though important I probably time. prefer them out of the, everyone. I think it's an important time for me to reiterate the fact that just because someone's not a legend, we're debating the best of the best here. So, yeah. I mean, it's not like we're saying profile or next. You know, this is like some of the best we had. Yeah. So everyone here is among the best of their generation. And that's why they're in this conversation. Um, I'm with you, Ed. Drew Hill, I don't think is legendary status. I will say that Cisco was probably one of the most underrated R&B artists of our time. Oh, Talent-wise, I would agree with you there. And, yeah. and, and just the material that he put out. But 
just with the breakup and their third album not being as good as the first two, I, and then the Independence Day album, I didn't really like that. It's it's tough for me to say legendary. Again, another sorry, one that I, know, I sorry, pretty convincing. That was no offense to Profile. We love Profile. Yeah. Oh no, no beef to Profile. Amazing to your first point. Album. Everybody <laughs> can't. If everybody's a legend, what's the point? Yeah. Um, Black Street. To me, these guys are legends. Um, Black Street. Their first album, a lot of people call that a classic. I really love their second album. But they didn't have the run, though, Kyle. They didn't have the run, did they? That's true. That's what I was going to say. They have the classic. And again, they have classic songs. No Diggity is a classic. Nobody would argue that. They have great, I mean, great performances. My man Dave, shout out. Mm Mm-hmm. But the run is what's taken me away from it. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um, what about Guy? I mean, I think Guy by default, because they sort of, like, were one mm. of the pioneers of New Jack Swing. You have to. Yeah. Well, yep. but see, this is where I don't want to get too granular, but yeah. this is where it gets for me. I would call Guy New Jack Swing Legends mm. because mm. they define that genre. Overall, though... Oh, it's kind of like when people are calling trap gods and trap legends, but rap legends? Puh. So <laughs> in that kind of vein, I feel like that. Okay. Okay, so we're down to 112 and Jagged Edge. I would say both are. I think uh, we're unanimous on that. I think they both are legends. Yeah, I can't argue either because they had long runs. They've had incredible albums. They've had their ups and downs. But even considering how they helped kind of, I think we forget how they just for the end of the 90s into the 2000s were just up at the top as far as R&B groups. These are among the last R&B groups ever. So, got to get props Yeah. Because um, when you think about it, Jagged Edge, 10 albums in, and even though we don't like every single one, they had that run that I was talking about from uh, Jay Heartbreak jagged little throw and hard like they were on top of their game so i gotta gotta give it to them someone is asking us who we want to see joda see face in the versus battle well i would like to see Devonte actually show up to that but um <laughs> oh I, my god i think boys to men is like the obvious choice here right boys to men is the only choice that's the only one who could go hit for hit yeah. with them yeah and again these were the two groups because i was around that people compared at the time yeah. so well, this them or no one. Ed, New Jack Swing, which, funny enough, he just mentioned that uh, guys should be legends because they influenced a whole era of, of music. Plus, R. Kelly took Aaron Hall's style for a bit. This is true. Oh, he definitely did. So, no question. So when we're there. talking about influence, like, that's something. Yeah, it influenced that genre. I don't feel like outside of that genre, though. And again, we are not shading God. Love me some guy. Yeah. Now, love me some Aaron Hall, as crazy as he is. But when we talk about influencing the entire genre or just kind of a subset of the genre, that's why Guy, to me, I would put Blackstreet over Guy for sure. So mm. if we aren't doing Blackstreet, definitely not doing Guy. Mm. Teddy, though, another question. Yep. We can put him at the top. That's icon status when you want to get there. Yeah. That's another combo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into some males here. And this is in no particular order. We might go back to groups. We might go to the females. I'm just reading the comments as we go along here. Let's go with this group of, uh, of people. We have Genuine, Usher, we have Tevin Campbell, Brandy, Monica, and Aaliyah. And I guess Maya. We should throw her in that group too. Cause what a random... Crap. It's the younger people from that era. This- you put the iPod on shuffle. I was like, what is this? I thought this was 95. When did Tevin Campbell come out? I thought this was 95. And yeah, all. but Tevin Campbell was like 10 in 92. So by 95, <laughs> oh my, he's like Oh, my 14. God. He was not 10. Anyway, right, proceed. Right. Let's, let's pick through. Usher, I think, we're unanimous on. Yeah. 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 Although he's trying to sabotage his own career with some of this music. That's another Don't debate for us. I like the new single. He's, he's coming back. No, no, no. I meant the last <laughs> album. Oh, oh, yes. Don't get me on A. <laughs> Time out. I got a question for you guys. Are these, is it possible at this point for any veteran artist who might not be a legend to become a legend if they put out a five-star project? Or is that not possible? 
it's hard because of the gap. You know, we talked about consistency. So it's kind of hard that if you like been down in the gutter for 10 years and then pop up with a five-star project, it's kind of like, eh. I don't know. You would have to drop a five-star project and then (laughs) build upon that. Tom, if if a veteran drops a five-star project in 2020 when all we've been getting is like threes, I think we might have to put him in legendary status. I mean, come on. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I haven't given a four and a half star project this year. I am very sad. 2020 is disappointing. Okay. Well, let's focus here. Usher, I think, unanimous legend. Yep. Genuine. Pony, one of the biggest R&B songs of all time. A legendary song for sure. A classic song. (sighs) Differences. Legendary. Go ahead, Tom. Differences, <sighs> I would say, is a classic R&B song. This one. Mm. No, yeah, I, I give that one. Yeah. But ah, this is a tough one. No, I'm I'm, I'm leaning towards no, but he just didn't have the run. Like he just the albums weren't consistent. Mm. Once the life T- came out, Tom hit it on it. That's the issue. He's got legendary songs. Actual classic songs, no question. He does not have the legendary consistency. I just feel like if Genuine's later albums were... Because I didn't think they were bad, but if we had one or two good to great albums later on, I think we might be able to slide G in there. (laughs) But some of those later albums... like. Elgin, I don't remember anything off that one. Back to the Basics, I don't really remember that album either. And the senior, I don't remember to me, anything after Back to the Basics, to be honest. And I just ranked all of them a few months ago. So tough, tough one. Um, Tevin Campbell, who at no. one point, no, Tom, let me give you some context. He was on no. the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. He Not was at close. one point, he was like the biggest child star. But Ed, two albums and then just didn't really work out for me that's the problem look i love tevin and i think that i'm glad to see this little tevin resurgence that we're seeing on twitter and social media the past few years because we don't give y'all don't understand if you weren't around in the early 90s we thought tevin was going to be that dude but he didn't have the consistency he didn't have the longevity but his run was big when he had it not legendary i like i'm reading these comments still on instagram i like this comment from daytime Genuine was right up there, but I'd say he's a veteran because he isn't listed as an inspiration the way, say, Usher is. Now, remember, Correct. guys, Usher and Genuine were pretty much neck and neck in the, in, in, the early, in the late 90s, early 2000s, and then Usher kind of blew him away with 8701 and Confessions, and, and Genuine really didn't come out with albums to match those or even close, so yeah. that's kind of where they separated. That's kind how it is sometimes. Point today. I, I mean, that, that, that's what separates the good from the great just one of those albums two of those oh albums. wow uh, this comment from shaquille perry i'm sorry guys these comments these comments are off the hook if if genuine isn't then donnell jones isn't either i think we'll get there at some point kyle oh, right we'll get there <laughs> we'll get to donnell darnell, will darnell. Be fun. we'll get there <laughs> all right um i think those were the males uh, let's go to the females here this can get kind of uh i think everyone needs to like duck for cover because you're gonna get a couple of tomatoes thrown at you Oh, it's going to get weird. Brandy, Aaliyah, Monica, and Maya. I'll start off. Let's go on in. Can I start off? You start. One of these things is not like the other. (laughs) Oh, my God. Man, I would hate. I thought I was saying. I I would hate to be Aaliyah. I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right. Um, I would say Brandy is a legend. Oh, of course you take the easy one. Wow. Um, I mean, that B7 album almost took her off legendary status but we're gonna pretend that didn't happen Oof. um i would say she's a legend because of her influence you see it mm-hmm. clearly on social media sometimes you see it too much from these stands but every new r&b singer tries to do the brandy runs um so i'm gonna say brandy is a legend she has the classic albums she has the run and she has the longevity you guys can pick the hard ones and fight about it. Oh, well, my God. Well, we all agree. I'll, I'll give the Maya commentary. And we love Maya. I mean, she, as an independent artist, has been on a great run, in my opinion, and is releasing great music. 
all on her own, and I love what she's doing. I don't think she's a legend, but, you know, it's easy to say that. She's had a great run, though, but I don't think she has the classic albums you need for that. Her first couple albums are really good, though, mm-hmm. but I just, I just don't, I just can't go there. I don't want to hear Ed's guess, opinion on Monica. Well, I'll let my him ta- opinion you take on Monica Aaliyah. is... <laughs> <laughs> I, I will gladly be the bad guy of the podcast, as I oh, always man. am. I'll, t- I'll, take, I'll, take, I'll take two. I'll take the other two, and then y'all can weigh in. So Monica and Aaliyah, because I agree with y'all on both Brandy and Maya. Okay, Monica. Tom, you remember when we used to do the R&B Hall of Fame oh, and the I legendary argument. <laughs> Please don't bring I'm having up. flashbacks. <laughs> yes. I love Monica more so than Brandy, to be honest, when it comes to material. But she's so, no pun intended, borderline compared to Brandy (laughs) because we're talking about influence. And to me, that's what hurts Monica, even though she has some great albums on that resume. She's real close to me, but I can't commit. Aaliyah is weird because, unfortunately, with every artist that we've seen pass away, from Aaliyah to these days to Nipsey Hussle and Mac Miller, who apparently are the greatest rappers of all time, that's what Twitter has told me, it's hard to compare their careers objectively because when, you lo- when we lose them, we put them up on a pedestal. Aaliyah is very influential, has great albums, she feels like a legend, but I don't know if that is just because her passing has elevated her. And if she was still here, had those three albums and just decided to like stop her career, hmm. would we be calling her legendary? Maybe not, even though she's still influential. Yeah. I'm really on the fence with her. You know what? I'm on the fence with both, but Monica's probably a no. No, I'm going to say yes for Monica. I don't remember what I said in the R&B Hall of Fame, honestly. I'm going to say yes for the fact that when we have that conversation about whether, you know, if you drop an album later on, that's amazing. Um, Does it help elevate your career, you know, from what's already been done? And I would say that still standing album, although I don't think that's like a five-star classic by any stretch, I think she was able to build more songs in her catalog that elevate her to legendary status like everything to me that is that is an incredible song and that song as well as love all over me like i think to me you can argue that she's a legend based on those two songs as well as everything that she's done prior so i'm gonna give the nod to monica like one of us has to one of us has to come for monica and and help her out because uh i personally want to be her photographer oh no (laughs) Once you again, sharpen up your skills. That guy's good. He's Once again, photos at funerals and everything. We're doing the best of the best here. So if someone doesn't make it, it doesn't mean they're still not among the best ever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. I, I'm reading the comments. Everyone seems to agree that Aaliyah and Monica are legends. I'll just remind everyone that number one, just because someone's famous it, 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 for a long time, it doesn't mean, mean they're a legend. We're looking at it objectively uh, from their body of work, their influence, etc. We laid it out earlier. Aaliyah, I just love to share this fact, and I'm a huge Aaliyah fan, but her her third album, before she passed, unfortunately, was not moving, it was not going anywhere, and it then she not. died, and it blo- people always forget this. Yeah. So who even knows if she didn't pass at that time, and I, I hate to even have to say this, because I feel horrendously that she's gone, but who knows what would have happened with her career. Her fourth album might have been trash, and then we would have said she's not a legend, so mm. I, I, it's, it's a really tough one to say. Third album, well, Tom, it, third album is I'll good. I'll jump in I'm gonna on add that. that. Yeah, the third album is great, and yeah. when it comes to it, it's, it's extremely influential in the R&B that we've seen today. But oh, to yes, Tom's yes. point I agree. about that single, you know, I love We Need a Resolution. That joint did not pop off, to Tom's point. Uh, and I remember getting the album, and we talked about this when we did our 2001 podcast, and I listened to Rock the Boat, and I was like, why wasn't this the single? This is yeah. way better than that. So, yeah, that album does not... We remember it being this incredible album that was huge. It didn't take off until after she was gone, unfortunately. That's why it's real hard to measure Aaliyah. You can say that she became a legend after we lost her. I can take that. But she gets that asterisk beside her, unfortunately. Mm. 
All right, I'm going to name a couple more people here. Uh, I don't think we're in trouble yet, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> someone wanted us to mention Shanice. Someone wanted us to mention Karen White. And, of course, Faith, Faith Evans. I thought Faith Evans was a unanimous among us, right? Yeah, I, I forgot to mention no, her we are, early we are on. Faith. Yeah. Legendary, uh, catalog, consistency, vocal performances. The other two you mentioned, I don't think just have the, the catalog or, or body of work to really put in that category. Yeah. No, veterans, not legends. Tracy Spencer as well, great artist, but I don't think they have the the full package. Yeah. And but to me, his name hasn't come yeah. up, though. It, it, is Tamiya supposed to be a, a unanimous, or are we debating that one? Mm. I love Tamiya. I want to say unanimously yes. Well, but... Okay. I, for me, Tamiya is in the same boat as Tyrese. So if you say Tyrese is no. a legend, I'll give you oh, Tamiya. My. Oh, Ty- my God. Where, where did Tyrese come from? They're, they, to me, those are two artists that have consistently put out solid music throughout the years, but they never reach the heights. Player, oh. Tamiya's discography is murdering <laughs> Tyrese's. What are you talking about there? I don't know, that Black Rose album, guys? Oh, uh, classic. I mean, okay, but it's still getting murdered. And I like Black Rose. And his debut. I love both of those. So Tamiya? Tom? Uh, to me, uh, I have to say veteran because she just doesn't have the influence. When you look at, can you name a, not even someone off the street, like just, and not anyone here on this, because if you're listening to this podcast, you're an R&B fanatic, you know your stuff, but just kind of a Kind of middle of the road R and B fan. How many Tamia songs can they name? And that's no Tamia is one of my favorite artists. So I'm not shading her at all. Mm-hmm. It kills me to say this, but she just doesn't have the recognizable hits as the legends on our list do. I just don't think it's there. Okay, I'm gonna uh, give you. Go ahead. I Tom. can't argue with that. I can't argue. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna add in a couple more names to the battle. We got some Tamiya haters in the comments in here. It's, it's cool. Who hate no Tamiya? An angel in disguise. You, you mentioned Aaliyah's album not moving. You know, I'm, it didn't move as well as her as her previous album. That's just a fact. Like it was fading from the charts before she passed. So, I mean, these are just facts. I'm not making things up. As the people, Wikipedia right there, player. You can go see where it debuted. It did not debut number one triple platinum. It blew up <laughs> after she passed away. I was right. in Target. I saw the shelves get cleared. All right, uh, I'm gonna name a couple more people here. Joe, Brian McKnight, Avant, Darnell <laughs> Jones, Darnell, and we talked about Tank last week, so we don't need to talk about him again, but. I'm missing one here. Kem. Hmm. Who just dropped his new album, which is amazing, by the way. Go check out Kem. Yes, album. it's very good. But of those people, I think Joe is an R&B legend. And also one of the most underrated. Joe, I will just say, is the most popular artist among our readers on our site. That's got to count for something. <laughs> And it could probably be debated, but to me, he's just taken his career to new heights in the past five or so years, just the way he's toured. He's put out solid albums. And I mean, he's, to me, he's the quintessential R&B artist of the 90s for male singers. So I got to go yes. Mm. It's debatable, though, because yeah. I don't think every one of his albums are, are classics or anything like that. To me, they're mm. all solid at least, though. Joe to me is kind of what we said about Genuine except bump everything up a level because he has a I bet no one in this chat could name all 12 or 13 of his albums he just has so many he has an incredible extensive catalog but really when we talk about mainstream big stuff he's remembered like for like two like he's got yeah. That late 90s, early 2000s run that he's really, really known for. And no shade there. But I don't know. There's just something kind of missing for me. 
he's got the consistency, but when it comes to just well-known awareness, he's borderline. He's borderline. I won't argue mm. against him and say, oh, this is ridiculous for you to say that, but he doesn't check all the boxes for me. So he on the fence. Joe's sitting on my fence. Well, what about Brian McKnight? Because early Brian McKnight, I'm talking about like the first three or four albums, especially at, at that Back at One album and the Anytime album, like he was huge. I think, yeah. I, guys, I think you got to look at the fact that these are two names who you might not say are offhand are legends, but we're here 25 years after they first came out and they're still doing it yep. at a high level and still making quality music. I, that's got to count. I would give. Brian McKnight the slight edge over Joe mm. in that category because his 90s run was so huge it's Christmas time y'all playing let it snow so like he definitely has the awareness that's there and I feel like that like Joe is like almost there yeah. but doesn't quite do it for me Brian McKnight just gets over the fence he's another one that you can argue either way I think that 90s run was just pretty undeniable and he did maintain consistency across the board I'll give it to him. Slight, but I'll give it to him. Yeah. Listen, if my mom knows who Brian McKnight is, that's something. Hmm. <laughs> Your mom put because you on the he, Mariah. She that, knows that, what's up. That is true. But see, that's the pop crossover effect that we're, that's getting people jaded. Just because he crossed over with a huge single and Joe didn't, like, I don't give him more credit for that. But that's a difference. I mean, Mark Morrison crossed over, but, like, we don't oh, argue legend. about him. Yo, that's that's a, a legend. That song is amazing, though. <laughs> This Mark Morris can anybody name one song besides that that Mark Morrison has done? No, no. Listen, guys. All I know is the comments are still talking about Aaliyah. So of course they are. <laughs> Did you just get here? <laughs> all right, I, I've got a couple more names here. Uh, apparently, Tyrese is a no for you guys, so we're gonna skip that. Uh, He's a no. Donnell Jones, Avant, Carl Thomas, and someone said Tony Rich. Tony Rich. It's in the comments. I'm going to challenge one of our commenters, Angel in Disguise, and shout out to you. I know you're one of our biggest supporters, but I want you to listen, go back and listen to every single Joe album and every single Brian McKnight album. Because if you're going to challenge me that they're still releasing music and it just means they're veterans, they're still releasing good music, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you haven't listened to all their albums. So there's my homework for you. <laughs> all right. Uh, Donnell. Because he has an amazing second album. He has an amazing second album that everybody remembers. His debut was really good, too. Yeah. It is. It's His debut is like Joe's debut. One of those debuts yeah. that no one talks about. That's great. But Donnell, nope, and I love you, but nope, not a legend. Yeah. Yeah. If we're not going to put Joe in, I definitely... This oh. feels like deja vu of this Hall of Fame <laughs> thing, guys. There we go. <laughs> oh, boy. If this person isn't in, then none of these people are in. Listen, I love oh, Donnell Jones. That's our boy. <laughs> but if Monica didn't get in, then nobody's in. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, Why am I... Why do I no, sit here? No, 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 no. In all seriousness, Donnell, love that guy. That's our boy, but... Has, has great albums i mean i could probably be convinced his first two maybe his first isn't it widely recognized as a classic but i love the album yeah. and the second obviously is so and he also wrote for other artists yeah that's so. a tough one too uh and if donnell's not in i can't really put a bond or carl thomas in unfortunately no but i love both no i no can't do it shout out my boy henry he brought up um <laughs> He brought up Avant in the cipher for that, but nope, Avant <laughs> can't make it. Uh, and Tony Rich, I think, is a unanimous no, unfortunately. Nope. Yeah. We didn't touch on Kem, but yes. oh yeah, he, we didn't touch on Kem. Kem is a tough one. I don't, I wouldn't call him a legend, but the guy has put together quite a career for himself. He's on the, he's yeah, on track. I think, yeah. I think he's on track for it. I think with Kem, what we kind of miss is that Kim kind of misses kind of the demographic for a lot of our listeners and they don't realize if you look that dude comes out with a number one album like every time stuff is always selling always sell out tours he is extremely successful and he does have at least one very very recognizable song that we all know 
So he's on. I agree with Tom. He's give him a little bit more time, and I would have no problem putting him in there. Kyle, yeah. um, I made a list of names who I thought are not legends because they're more recent, but and they have more work to do. Do you mind if at some point I just throw them out there? Yeah, let me give you a couple more names here, and then we'll do that. I think we're almost hitting an hour too, which is crazy because oh, there's yeah, too many we... names. But I can't go this podcast without mentioning these people right here. I it might be obvious to some people, it might not. But uh, Tom's favorite artist, D'Angelo. Uh, oh, that's a whole podcast episode discussion right there. Yes, Lord. Maxwell, Erica Badu, and Lauren Hill. That's too much to discuss for this podcast. <laughs> I'm, uh, the only thing I'm going to say is I could see the argument for any of those being a legend. And I'm not going to debate it any further. Well, very quickly, I, will, I think Maxwell and Badu... Get the thumbs up from me. D'Angelo oh is another fence Yes, I love it, Ed. Yes, uh-uh. I knew you were on my another side. Another but but and again, and it's I know that when it comes to consistency, that's where he gets weird. But he definitely has the influence, and he definitely has the discography. Depending on who you ask, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm still working on that He's voodoo on album, fence. guys. I'm still fence. I'm still digging into that voodoo album. Don't worry. I think oh, he... my. You've been digging <laughs> for 20 years. the 20-year anniversary of your first dig. Just go on and give it up. Tom, I might... I, I'll, I'll buy I'm you sorry. some beats. I'll, be, I'll buy you some beats by Dre, and you can maybe... I, maybe it'll sound oh, better on that. I cannot be, even be convinced that D'Angelo's third album is even relatively decent. I just cannot. I'm sorry. Have you even heard his third album? Yes. It sounds like a garbled mess of random thoughts. Oh, God. The third album is... I like the third album better than Voodoo. Wow. All right. And, and there we have it. Uh, Tom, do you want to go through your list here? The, the, yeah, these are names who were like t- the 2000 and forward when they came out who all have a case for themselves, but I think they all have more work to do. I'm just going to run through them real quick. If you guys want to touch on any of them, that's fine. Um... Uh, Raheem Devon, Chrisette Michelle, Eric Roberson, Dwele, Ledesi, Jaheem, Neo, Trey Songs, John Legend, and Bilal. Now, they all have totally different resumes, obviously. Yep. And I'm not saying any of those are legends at this moment. However, I think a case can be made for the future that each of those could be on their way at some point. I mean, Ed, did any of those stand out to you? Um, I think that... Of the names that you mentioned, I mean, you said a bunch, so I'm probably forgetting, so somebody's going to scream bloody murder. But I think Lettucey has a very good shot. I feel like John Legend should. <laughs> but I think y'all gets too stuck on his last name. Like, we ain't talking about the Legend <laughs> family reunion. We're talking about legendary output. He's one of those people that's Tom mentioned earlier, like someone that's a celebrity. So he feels like he should, but the I don't know the receipts ain't matching up for me, dog, on that one. Hmm. Trey is another one that feels like he should. A little too up and down. I think of the ones you named, I think Lettucey has the best. Like, if she continues this run, she'll be there. Well, I'll say Neil, which I, who, I, who I already think is a legend, if, if you take his songwriting into consideration. Yeah. Um Fantasia, someone said Fantasia. Again, I think she's mm. a phenomenal performer, but I don't know if enough people know her music for us to really call her an R&B legend. But here are two names that I'm going to throw at that I think they have a lot more work to do, and I don't know if they'll ever get to that status just because of the state of the industry now. Miguel and Jasmine Sullivan. They're still doing their thing, so... I mean, and and they have years before we can really classify them as whatever we'll classify them as. But do you guys agree that the door, no. the window hasn't fully closed on those two? The problem to well, me, again, I, I, I'll just, ahead, real, oh, sorry, real quick. Miguel, when you look at it, he's had great music. It's really eclectic, though. I don't really consider him R&B. Sure. But I will say he hasn't really influenced the, the generation after him. Unfortunately, the generation that came after him in R&B, was influenced by hip-hop so it's almost like it's hard to say the impact he's had on the genre but obviously for that one moment when adorn came out people thought he was saving the genre obviously Mm -hmm. that didn't happen (laughs) 
And see, that's what makes me so frustrated about this newest crop of artists. Because a, ja- uh, a Jasmine, a Miguel, mm-hmm. my boy Damon mentioned Janelle Monet and a few others in the chat. Like, these are artists that should be the ones that we are propping up. But they aren't influencing younger artists because younger artists are being influenced by everything else but R&B. It's such a weird place to be in. So these artists that came out and came of age in the 2010s, we probably will have to change the metrics that we look at what makes them legendary mm. because the number we can't use the same metrics. This is not fair. Like they aren't going to get mainstream placement. They aren't going to be influencing a thousand artists. I mean, the way the streaming's set up, it's not like they're going to be pushing a bunch of numbers. It's very weird and kind of unfair. Yeah. I love all these artists that you mentioned, but we'll see where they stand. Yeah, someone else just mentioned her. Another one. She hasn't even dropped her debut album, yet, so I can't, <laughs> I can't really... Which is re- yeah, that, weird. That's a little too early right now but uh, yeah. for her, but uh, someone said, uh, can you guys do an episode about your top 10 R&B albums of all time? That we might be able to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone asked yeah. about Omarion, Craig David, and Amory. I think we already mentioned our 2000s artists that we think, and they didn't quite make the cut. I actually love all three, but unfortunately not those three. But I'm going to give you guys this one before we get out of here, because I think we're almost at an hour, and I forgot about these guys. Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> as well as Mint Condition. Well, I mean, that's 80s, right, Ed? Um, Early 90s, yeah. Well, so, I mean... If we want to go back that far, because I, I see the I see the argument that they are, but then I also see a lot of people say that they aren't. It just feels like because again we confuse or conflate legendary with veterans, and if yeah. you are a hit maker from the nineties, you're automatically a legend, and that's kind of not how it matches up for me. I love Mint Condition, I love Tony Tony Tony. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're shoeing legends though. Tony, Tony, Tony feels closer. Mm. They feel closer. I'll just leave it. This is an interesting conversation, guys. You know why? Because when I look on on Twitter and places, when you see these artists being named, all you see is comments saying, "Oh, legend," and no one, and there's no one, there's no one to check them on it. I mean, we're we're keeping it all the way real here from an unbiased perspective and i feel like no one really does this yeah well that's why the world sucks now because there's (laughs) and i know gatekeepers are bad we don't want to be gatekeepers because gatekeepers exclude conversations from coming in that's not what we're doing you can bring the conversation in but needs to be some quality control before you drag your muddy feet through my door that's all i'm saying Mm. uh yeah Raphael sadiq definitely a legend here um Someone asked. No one mentioned about, my boy John B, but we'll debate that one. We and love there's John been a B. lot of names. There, there's a, but <laughs> oh, no, God. I mean, there's a lot of names we, we haven't brought up. We just simply don't have enough time. So if we didn't mention someone, it's not personal. We, ha- we only have one hour to do this show. We'll get to another time. Yeah. Um, I will end off with these two names uh, NERD. Are they NRB? Where are you reading this from? What? Oh, this is from my own notes. My oh, what? Yeah, it's right here. Clearly, it's from your own notes. You could have at least blamed someone on YouTube for that, but no, no you said you um, <laughs> no. But really, uh, the, the name that I wanted to bring up, and Tom, you forgot her when we talked about our two thousands artists. Uh, Ed is Rihanna an R and B legend? Oh God, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm out. Yeah, I was like, where's the plug? I'm pulling it. I'm pulling it. Where's the naughty by nature bear, Tom? You're gonna replace him with me over here. <laughs> Yes, him. Oh, that man. will be me for the rest of this podcast. The bats for Kyle. Mm. No, Rihanna is stop stop making Rihanna. When has Rihanna ever said y'all that she was making R and B songs? Tell me that's true. That point, I have never seen that. Well, what about you? But we want to love her in every time. What about Justin Timberlake? Oh, He's... I, I, oh I think our hour's up here. <laughs> JT and he shoots should not be named will be another podcast for another time. Wait, yes. what about that guy who made a New Jack Swing album a few years ago? What was that guy's name? Oh, that guy that uh, Ed put in his top 50 greatest R&B artists of all time? Yes, yes. Oh, my God. I literally didn't know who you were talking about at first. Oh, I that... totally forgot. His, I can't even think of his name right now. 
He had that. Well, of course you can't. You don't have any good albums on your discography. <laughs> I'll go over there and put it on your playlist for you. He me. had that grenade song. That's all I remember. What is his name again? He had the grenade song. Oh. He had the grenade song. I know. That wasn't even on that album. Frank Ocean, right? No, not Frank Ocean. <laughs> Although, before we get out of here, I think we're almost running out of time. What, what time are we at here, Tom? We got five minutes before I cut both of you, Joe. Oh, I think there's actually five minutes. Okay. Well, uh, just remember that one day people will consider the weekend an R&B legend. So, oh. And we won't be alive for that podcast by then. I, I know. We'll Actually, it's already happening on my timeline. They, my, I have been trolled for 24 hours because I said he had the most overrated album of 2020, and the weekend stands have been out for blood. Yeah. Uh, oh, someone's in here talking about Sam Salter. I love Sam Salter. Shout out to Sam Salter. This is Sam Salter's name is coming up in the, in legend discussion. I love Sam Salter. I don't. We got to bring up Horace Brown then. Someone once told me he was a legend. What, Soul Child's in the chat? Yeah, shout <laughs> All right, uh, let's 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 focus here. I think we're uh, we're done for the day. I think this is uh, we we've gone too far. Uh, here we go. To... Here's the best comment we're I read too the whole far time. With the Bruno slander. This yeah. comment right here from Melly Jean. Everyone you mentioned are still part of the conversation. So at least we didn't start naming some weirdo artists that don't even deserve to be brought up. That's a good point. We're t- That's a good. We point. did good. All right. Well, I think we're out of here for this week. Uh, maybe we'll continue this conversation next week. There's a couple of names that we forgot. Uh, Montrez said, have a good night, guys. Montrez, you have a good night as well. Thanks for tuning in, and thank everyone else for tuning in. We're going to call it a week, but, Ed, before we get out of here, what's going on with SoInStereo.com? SoInStereo.com, got that heat for you. So um, we've got a new album ranking of Lecrae, his whole discography from front to back, as well as a playlist of all the members of the Soul and Serial Cypher. You didn't know it, hmm. but a lot of Soul and Serial readers are very talented. Artists, producers, singers, rappers, all of that stuff. I got a playlist so you can hear all on our fans right here. So check out soulandserial.com to hear what our listeners are doing. Y'all some talented brothers and sisters. And I've seen Jaguar write uh, in the comments more than once already. Where are you reading this though? On YouTube. YouTube is I love that. it. You got to go on YouTube, guys. But uh, Tom, what's going on with you know I got soul dot com? Um, we've just been doing some interviews recently. Check those out. You're working on a special feature that should be out in a, in a few weeks, I guess, or Fingers a few crossed. months. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we're just keeping it going. It's been a little slow for for new music, so we're just trying to yeah. be creative. Uh, next week we'll have Angel in Disguise on the show. We will. I gave them. I gave them homework. <laughs> I gave them a lot of music to listen to, so they can th- share their findings with us. I'm just kidding, Angel in Disguise. You know it's all love. We appreciate you. <laughs> uh, Melly Jean said, uh, "Next time, can you do the R&B top ten uh, R&B bands? That might be fun I can, too." I, can I name top t- top ten bands from R&B? Yeah, you can. Isn't Band. It? Not group, but band. Well, then it's just like Mint Condition and Tony, Tony, Tony. So there's that. So, yeah, I'm working on a feature, guys. But uh, we'll be back next week with another great podcast. And for everyone that's listening, uh, for those that are watching this and want to re-listen to it, it's actually going to be on YouTube and Spotify. So just search up Soulback R&B Podcast. And for anyone that's just listening to it on those platforms, come join us on YouTube and Instagram and come participate and, and chime in. Because yep. uh, we, we love that as well. But we'll be back soon. And we will actually get to our 90s discussion at some point. We just needed a little break. Because uh, i got to do my research on 1991, guys. But <laughs> <laughs> we will get, Good luck with that, Kyle. We will get there soon. So Big Tex is ready to replace you, Kyle. Big Tex from our YouTube comments. Yeah, that guy just... He wants to get rid of either of us. I don't know why. He but, does. It's going to uh, be Ed and Big Tex and Barry Bars. Yep. <laughs> what a trio. So... I think that's it for this week. Uh, we'll All be right. back next week with another great discussion. You guys stay safe as always. Mask up. Don't hoard toilet paper. And uh, I think we should set up like a cash app or something. Can we do that at GoFundMe? Is that? Uh, <laughs> yes, GoFund R&B. Let's, let's do let's that. Do All right. right. All right, we're out of here. You guys take care, and uh, we'll see Peace. you next week. Hi, right, players. <laughs>